You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. <laughs> Ryan Geddes oh, is God, here. Pterodactyl. And Scott Lowe is What's here, up? Uh, Scott and Greg, it's, yeah. it's going to be our job to cheer up Ryan Geddes. He's, missed, he's down in the dumps. He missed a grumpy pants today. I'm having a serious day, and I don't want to have a serious yeah, well, day. IGN wanna... should never be serious. I know. What's the deal, man? Stupid game. I started out having a serious day because my bus was late. But then Anthony Gallegos fixed everything with donuts. Yeah, yeah donuts are good. That's true. Donuts do cure all. I woke up, and I went on Tucson, Arizona radio, and then I remembered it's Smallville Day, and I am sitting pretty. Why don't you go on Tucson, Arizona radio? A lot of people want to talk to me about this PSN outage. So I've really? done two radio appearances this week, Damon. Wow. I am tired. I didn't even know this. You're holding out on us. Yeah. Uh, you might you also be tired because you were up late knocking boots last night. Uh, no, two nights ago. Oh, that, well, you're right. Well, yeah. it went up last night. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Close enough. You're uh, waiting for it to go up. Yeah. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> Where is it? Um, E3 is uh, coming up. It's not, uh, not really? too far away now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not prepared at all. book a flight. I know, right get now. In the hotel room. At E3, at the Electronics Entertainment Expo, uh, Nintendo is going to be unveiling its next console. Yes. You know what I like about Scott Lowe? He doesn't wait for companies to unveil the next consoles. He just no. goes out, he builds them himself. Yeah. He's like, Cuts he just a looks, montage of him in a garage with a blowtorch yeah. and the thing over his face, the welding Manufacturing mask. dreams. He just looks around and he says, okay, this is what the, the specs are, sound like they're going to be like for the new system. Uh, okay, I'll just whip this together and here we go. Yeah, so that's what we did. So you're playing the new Wii system, right? The yeah. Wii 2, Project Cafe, right. whatever it's going to be called. How's Mario? It, it doesn't look anything like the console that Nintendo's that, you know probably, yeah, that we know of. It could be just as ugly as ours. But, uh, <laughs> no, no cover on it. It's just exposed motherboards. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Basic, I, cu- I cut myself on it twice while it was near my desk. Yeah, it's it's razor sharp. Um, Weapons comp. But, uh, yeah, basically what we did was we took the information from our inside sources and actually worked with them to, uh, you know, again, who were the basis for our original report about the kind of architecture of the, the processors and all that, and uh, actually found the closest comparable retail products and built it and just tested out some, like, current-gen games. Like, so uh, Black Ops, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, Crisis 2, um, all sorts of stuff. And it actually handled things much better than the console versions. But, you know, the, the ver- like the kind of visual differences were kind of subtle mm. but you can find out all about that in a new video we're putting out today so oh yeah. videos what's this video called uh we have a good portion of listeners who don't go to ign they just listen to the podcast Get okay um it'll be something to the effect of like kind of building project cafe we too something i don't, I don't know it's up to video i like that so, title. I like that. Yeah. what are the project cafe <laughs> what are the guts what, what what did you put together what 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 makes up the next instant okay so um if you weren't familiar with the original report, basically uh, what we uncovered was that it was going to be uh, powered by an AMD processor, uh, similar to what uh, is being found in the 360 right now, um, although a little more powerful. Um, so specifically what we grabbed was an, uh, let's see, an XFD HD 4850 Radeon HD card, which for oh, a bunch of numbers... Yeah, so... <laughs> The processor's like uh, a year old, <laughs> or not a year old, uh, 2008, uh, so it's, it's been a while since this uh, processor was first introduced, but it still handles a lot of these current games pretty well. And then as far as the processor was concerned, the only triple core pos- processor currently available is produced by AMD as well. It's the Athlon 2X3 4450. So uh, we use that, and that has like a processing speed similar to the 360 again, but again, the system itself, it, it when it finally releases, will have kind of, you know, a streamlined OS, like, it won't be running Windows, so it'll be running a lot more effectively, and, um, you know, games will be optimized, so it's a very rough idea of what, basically, what we're going to be working with, but it's, you know, just something to whet our appetite until, you know, the time comes. So it's running on hardware from 2008? Yes. And yet, it's supposed to be more powerful than the PS3 or the 360? Which were introduced in 2005 and 2006. Oh, yes. But how (laughs) much more powerful can it really be for like a three-year bump? Like a three-year bump. This is my concern. It's like, so you were playing current games on it. You were like playing Portal 2. What did you play? Crisis 2 on it? Crisis 2. uh, Portal 2. Okay, so the full list of games we did was uh, Black Ops, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, uh, Portal 2, Crisis 2, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and... um, I'm forgetting something. But anyways, those are like the main titles we tested because, you know, they're, they're, some of them are older than others. Obviously, Portal 2 is based on uh, Valve's really old source engine, but kind of updated. So, like, uh, that ran super well. Like, it, it was like... But the the cool thing is is that it actually can run at, like, 1080p, which is, like, uncommon for current-gen consoles, which uh, run at 720p, but kind of, like, scale up to 1080. So uh, everything looked really clear, really sharp. Like, Black Ops looked pretty good. Um a lot, it's really just a matter of the texture. So, like, uh, everything looks, like, super photorealistic as opposed to uh, console versions, which are a little more kind of, like, uh, uh, I guess the best way to describe it is be kind of, like, blurry in the textures. They're not as detailed. So, hmm. um, yeah, pretty satisfied with the results, but you, know, you can check out the full... How did the new Zelda game look? <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> one of the things we wanted to do, but uh, probably wouldn't have made much sense, is, is to grab, like, some, like... Uh, 
HD ROM of, of some of probably like Super Smash Brothers or something like that, but yeah. uh, that just would it would it, we would just knew that it would just have creamed the, the those games. So uh, it was, I, I think it was more compelling to check out like how like because all these claims are now that it's going to be you know better and more powerful than the 360 and PS3. So my question is because this is technology that essentially looks like a super high end current PC. It doesn't. No, no. This is it's, it's better get than us. that. It's no, it's 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 like a really crappy PC. Okay, so it looks like a really crappy PC. <laughs> yeah. Can we really call this a next generation console? I mean, when this comes out, isn't it just going to be pretty much in line with what we're well, playing now? But consoles are already the Wii was. Con- yeah, consoles yeah. are always already behind like PCs. Like PCs are con- okay. Like, but so I mean, but to what he's saying this is yeah. this is like that the Wii was a st- sideways step, and now you're finally making a step that catches up to PS3 right. and 360. But in a but year then in or a two, year, they're going to put out like their a, systems, yeah. and it's going to be a giant step ahead of what 360 and PS3 are capable of. It's not a giant step. No, no, no. It's like it's a it's it, it's again it plays catch up, and then it actually just kind of like. Tilts, tilts the needle a little bit more, hmm. but uh, so it's like, like a 1.5 kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a 1.5 thing. But the, again, we don't really know what they're going to do with it because, like, the goal could be to play catch up and play games like Black Ops, but it also could again kind of use the creative, uh, like the the integrated touch screen on the controllers, that stuff. Like, we don't know how they're going to use all that, so which could drastically impact the performance for that sort of stuff. So. Um, yeah, I think I think it's definitely a, a bit of catch up, and in two years it'll be outdated, just like um, the Wii was when it launched. So interesting. Yeah, you you saw these games running. He was playing near your desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't. Were you? Do they look nice to you? I wasn't like zoned in on them, but I was. I looked at them and thought, oh, it looks like a PC game. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. It looked like I was watching something played at Charles' desk. I mean, it looked really good and really sharp, and it was performing really well. I didn't notice any like slowdown or anything like that. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, the biggest test was Crisis too, because everyone's like, "You got to write Crun Crisis." So, uh, <laughs> and uh, that was me. I kept saying that. By the and actually, it can. It, it can run on uh, very high settings, which is like the actually the minimal, like the medium uh, setting, because uh, Crisis Two. Very familiar, but it's high, very high, and extreme. Uh, so very high is technically medium settings, but um, yeah, it can do that. At Seems full like it's tenor. very high. That's why they called it very high. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess the Crisis Two from the beginning is just very high. So like they 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 foregoed. Uh, forgot Seems like it's like high a, from the beginning based on their standards. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, anyway. it's a good looking game no matter what. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, during GDC, Unreal like uh, released some. Like a tech demo of what their next engine is going to look like. Samaritan yeah. Yeah. demo, yeah. yeah. So what what you were playing on with this next Nintendo console isn't quite at that level, is it? No, oh, no, no. That that this I think this thing will choke on that. Yeah. <laughs> choke on it! Yeah, I mean, I think um, that's based on like kind of the current crop of, of GPUs, like what they're capable of, which are the high-end GPUs. So by the time that gets introduced, it'll be like uh, those uh, chips will be two years old at that point so or a year old maybe this is a dumb question but why wouldn't nintendo go to amd and say for this machine we want the chip that you're you haven't put out yet and we want to use too expensive yeah nintendo's very cost conscious yeah i mean the the system as it is will be pretty expensive like our system costs about 450 bucks um wow um but that's all retail. Like obviously, we're not buying in yeah, like mass. Like, yeah, yeah. still. Like, and so, you're not willing to take a loss on it. Where yeah. Nintendo could be willing to take a loss yeah. on it at the very beginning. And, and our components. That would be are, a change of, of well, the, yeah, I mean, direction for them. But it's not going to be the Wii again. It's not going to be a, a behind the the curve system. It's going to be a just at maybe slightly above the curve system. Yeah, yeah. I mean. 
for a very short period until uh, the next 360 and PS3 come out. Speaking of that, what do you think about all the 360 rumors? Yeah, so it was actually pretty hilarious because like uh, the it was it like two weeks ago was all the the Wii 2 stuff, and then like just this week was all the the new buzz about a potential 360 successor being on the desks of people at EA, like developers at EA, um, like dev kits, and um, you know that was pretty much the extent of the report. I don't think there was any more details that I can recall. Nope. Yeah. Except that they had heard this was like Develop Magazine or something. They they had heard that it was going to be on the, on display at E three in some form or another. Yeah. And from what we then found out, that was, that was just total, very unlikely. Total yeah. BS. Yeah. Did you start building it yet, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I started the conceptualization okay, okay. process. Um, but yeah, my take on that from the very beginning was like it's way too early for that. Like the, like the, if you consider how long ago they just posted that uh, like kind of product manager job for the next console, like probably less than six months ago that's it's a very Jay early Allard. it's very yeah <laughs> i mean uh what is it what's his name kodo kudo kudos but yeah so basically my take on that is just that they're shopping around a number of different tech ideas that they're working on because because from what i understand because I, I dug around after that report came out and like none of the people like the same people who fed us the information about the the the, the, the we too had heard anything about it and they would be so the people to hear about it so from what i understand they're like nowhere near to the point of having like finalized hardware for anything like that hmm. this is gonna be a really interesting e3 yep. the most interesting e3 in a, in a long time i think yeah well, let's talk about the PS4, Greg. You know let's all about it. that. Of course. Yeah. I hear it will actually have a PlayStation network that no, works. No, that's not... That, they're going away. They're going, <laughs> that, that was last generation they decided. That Single Rumble, player only. Yeah, that was yeah. all last generation. Yeah. They're not going to go back that way. No yeah. So the, this Nintendo console, we're, we're hearing it's not supposed to come out until 2012, right? Yeah, so what I originally heard was that... Uh, Foxconn, the people who make iPhones and iPads and pretty much anything Foxconn. that you want, um, hmm. is uh, anything. <laughs> like uh, most of the major electronics manufacturers use them as as their like primary manufacturing partner, and um, so basically what what I originally heard was that they were supposed to deliver on uh, in October for the the console, but um, I've heard now that the that kind of plan has been scrapped in order to push it the release date back a little bit, give developers more time. To, to work on the system. Well, I was just thinking, so then in, in, in 2012, that 2008 graphics card is going to be four years old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Damon is not happy with this. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Disappointed me. But you'll get Zelda HD and like people. And it'll still have Waggle, Damon. They'll still allow you to use your Waggle with the system. Yeah, oh, good. That's I'm, I am really. Fran is about losing that. his mind about it. He's, Ooh, he's yeah, so excited. Of course, he, of course he is. <laughs> oh well. So yeah. No, I mean I. I it's exactly what I expect Nintendo to do. I don't, I don't really well, know. Yeah, I guess, it, but we had heard that they're doing something. They're, they're, you know. yeah, the original reports were like, it's going to be beyond anything we've seen. Yeah, it's exactly. going to be crazy. Oh, I mean, technically that's true. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> it is, it is it just is. slightly beyond anything we've seen so yeah. far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's getting totally a couple extra horsepower out of your car. You know, It's like, wow, this is awesome yeah. at first, and then it's like, well, you know. Still That's a so car. Great. Well, I mean, the, the original claims were that it was going to be more powerful than the 360 and the PS3, and it is. But it's like... Stop everyone... carrying this Nintendo fanboy flag, all right? God, <laughs> get nobody, hates, here. nobody hates Nintendo more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I live with Rich George, <laughs> who thinks everything Nintendo does is amazing. And he is wrong. And he's wrong. Totally wrong. Anyways. Um, Not that we don't like Nintendo, people. Or Rich George. Like <laughs> well... Uh, 
I'll be fine with Nintendo. The Rich George yeah, Party yeah. will sign <laughs> <off> on <laughs> To be determined. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the claims were you know, technically true, but I think everybody sort of forgot that the you know, 360 and PS3 were b- based on like older tech, you know, cheaper tech in 2005 and 2006. Yeah. So now a 2008 GPU sounds awesome and, and like crazy you know, uh, advancing to the, to the console race, but it's not. I do really like the idea of playing a game on a, on a nice, high-quality, graphics-wise Nintendo system mm-hmm. with cool new games and having a detachable like, you know, controller with like a touchscreen, a cool screen that I can take with me after I'm done playing the game at home, say, and I get on the train to like come to work and I can bring that along somehow and like continue the game. No, They've not said at all whether that's even a possibility, but I hear color touchscreen controller and I think that's what I want to do. I think so, it's. Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, well, I would just say a couple thoughts. That would require developing sort of two games, right? The game that you're playing on your yep. TV and the game you're playing on your detachable sure. touchpad. But also, that also presents a problem. Of, I think we're, done, we're past the days of having dedicated portable gaming devices. Think, you know, because now we have our iPhones. Well, the yeah. 3DS, I mean, has been pretty popular. But yeah. not as popular as Nintendo had thought. Yeah. I think the. I, I don't have one. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, neither do I, neither does Greg. No. I have one, but I I reviewed it. So Um, you sunk that one too, didn't you? (laughs) I can't remember what I scored. I think I gave it like a seven-five. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't bad. I know people think we run on an academic system here. Like a seven-five is a C or you know whatever. It's good. It's It's not. It's good. It's good. good. So um, yeah, I mean, I think the 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 true application of of the integrated controller will be more akin to you can take it into another room, but not necessarily on a train because. that would make the controller itself uh, like a $250 controller. And as it is, for just doing the in-house, kind of being able to roam around your house with it um, is going to make it like a $100 controller anyways. Why do yeah. I want to roam around my house with my controller? You remember how much fun you had with the Dreamcast? Yeah, one one you know. word, Damon. Bathroom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go yeah. to the bathroom. You can continue playing you know, Kirby's epic string adventure <laughs> <laughs> while you're in there. <laughs> Colorful string going by the screen while you're doing your business. Scott, how does how does Kirby's epic string adventure look? <laughs> uh, we're not allowed to talk about that yet. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think more more realistically, it's going to be like the ultimate parental aid. It's like kids want to keep using the TV, parents want to watch all my children or whatever. Off the air, <laughs> not if the internet has anything to do with it. Here's what I hope doesn't happen with Nintendo's next console. I think Nintendo is all about gimmicks that people get excited about right at first and then it's over with. There's nothing yeah. more to do with it in like a week. Think about last year when that Pokemon uh, came out last year with the pedometer. Oh my god. We all, we got all that. bought that shit. We all did. And everyone was like crazy. <laughs> Even I bought it. That lasted like a week and a half maybe. Well, Steimer still would be doing it if you let her. But then it's done. Yeah. Until he's done. When the 3DS came out, many, many people in the, in the IGN office were playing the Street Walking Pass around. thing. Oh, let me get your me. Let yeah. me do yeah. your thing. Doing the street pass. And then it's done. Yeah. So in a week, they, like Nintendo does not provide enough content to keep that going. In a week, everyone had maxed out I mean, the characters. Well, do you, you remember E3 last year when everyone walked away from the 3DS booth being like, I'm buying that. I'm going to get And I like, yeah, I mean, like yeah. only hardcore nerd burglars bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I got screwed on the Street Pass In the thing. office. Not you normal people out there listening. Go ahead and enjoy it. You guys are great. You nerd burglars. <laughs> get out of there. You your same clay. <laughs> Trading them back and forth. You got Admiral Ackbar. <laughs> you and me, man. Whoa. It's Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, How'd you get screwed? Oh, I, I totally screwed on the the street passing thing because the system is still critically flawed. Uh, <laughs> we had a like a meet and greet in San Francisco yes. at a, a place called Twenty First Amendment. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's put this meet and greet in quotes. In quotes. <laughs> well, because Nintendo expected that if they shared the announcement on their Twitter which has probably like something like a million followers, plus yeah. our own, which has like 800 or something, or like whatever our... Thousands. Uh, thousands of yeah. uh, We of have followers. more than 800 followers. And then, <laughs> and then we promoted an IGN that only 50 people would show up. Yeah. And instead, I think probably more like... 150, 200 people? Yeah, 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 maybe. I mean, they were swarmed all... The, 50 upstairs, then the rest of the bar swarmed, and they swarmed down the street, and then swarming at Pete's Tavern. Yeah. And, and, and at the height of this, I was like... All about the the me thing, the, the me swapping. So like, I was walking around. I'm like, I, I was just like ecstatic that I was just grabbing all this stuff because because you get like incentives or whatever. You get puzzle pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. So you get stuff for it. So I, you know, checked to see how many people I'd gotten or whatever, and uh, you know. It, that was it. And then I figured that that would just stay there. Like, and then I could reap the benefits later when I actually had time to yeah, you know, yeah. really uh, do the whole thing. So uh, that evening, however, like when the next day came around or whatever, I popped it open and all of them were technically gone in part of the system. So I couldn't actually reap any of the benefits of meeting like 60 or 70 different people. So, so you reviewed the 3DS. And you're not sure how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know how it works. I'm just saying it doesn't cache anything. Right. Like it doesn't store any of your any of your like previous meets unless like you use it immediately. So you don't, yeah. you drop, yeah. you're going to drop your score. Yeah, totally to six, six five. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about whole right. point for that. Anyways, I want those goddamn hats. Wait, you have Santa Claus? <laughs> Give them to me. <laughs> We're not using friend codes. <laughs> 20 years ago on the goddamn Wii. It's the same thing. They don't even have the song anymore. What's that? They don't even have the Me Plaza song anymore when you create your... Um, well, I can't. I just can't wait for the C3 and to see what Nintendo's announcements are going to be like. It's going to be crazy. Uh, let's do something a little different. Uh, for, let's do a, a listener mail right what? here. Because it's, uh, it's a very... Uh, 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 what? The show's What's off happening? his access. I'm <laughs> spinning into space. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Messenger writes in to say, uh, Hey, Scoop Crew, now that we have some possible details on what Modern Warfare 3 will be like, which of the big three shooters do out this fall? Gears 3, Battlefield 3, Modern Warfare 3, Jesus, are you most looking forward to playing? I know Geddes is looking forward to Gears 3. Yeah, however... Uh, because I've been playing the beta for three, four weeks now, uh, I'm a little bit kind of getting burned out on it. Oh, no. Mm. I mean, I know when the game comes out, I'm going to be psyched again and ready to, to play because we still haven't done Horde or you know Beast Mode or the single player or anything. But right now, because I've had my fill of Gears 3, I'm most excited about Battlefield 3. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Dave? Well... Probably not Gears Three for me. I, I don't. I'm not a big like multiplayer shooter fan, but I, I really like playing through campaigns, single player mm. campaigns. And I played through both Modern Warfare One and Two. Enjoyed them both a lot, even though I have no idea. I could not tell you what. There's a Russian guy. Whoa! That's what I thought was <laughs> funny when like the story details leaked today, and it was yeah. like yeah, it's gonna t- it's gonna wrap up the storylines of important characters. I could not tell you yeah. one single the guy character. With the mustache. Yeah, there's, there's one, guy. one guy has a British accent. Yep. So this is what I remember from the Modern Warfare games. I shot a bunch of people. There was a nuclear explosion, and I threw a knife at a guy. That's that's pretty much what I what I could say. <laughs> that's what, what, what happens. That's what happens in the <laughs> Modern Warfare. There was the one game. hostage thing that opened yeah, I, I walked two. through an airport in, yeah. in a hostage situation. Story, yeah, the story is just all. But they're it. super yeah. fun. I, yeah. I I really enjoyed playing those games. Uh, so I'll I'll totally play Modern Warfare three. I've never played a Battlefield 
game before myself. But oh, uh, man, all love... the hype about Battlefield 3 has gotten me excited about it. Bad Company 2 is, is one of my favorite shooters I think I've ever played. Mm-hmm. So that the story or the multiplayer? The multiplayer. Oh, okay. I mean, the yeah. campaign's okay. I mean, it's actually it's better than Modern Warfare. Yeah, the the characters are better. Like, you actually feel like they're real people who you're, you know, who your squad mates. I think the the overall story is better told, but it's still not. I mean, it's a, it's just a, you know, it's a yeah. shooter campaign. Yeah. it's not that great. But the multiplayer is awesome. I love it. Yeah, Greg, you're not much of a shooter fan. Are you nope. going to play any of these games? I'll pro- I'll play them all, but I mean I'll burn out early on Battlefield and Call of Duty like I did last time. Uh, if I can get a partner for Gears, I'll, I'll make it through Gears. There's like superheroes in these ones. Oh. <laughs> uh, that I don't know. Yeah, most most first person shooters, I just assume I will burn out a few hours in and be done with them. Yeah, I don't know. I got burned by Modern Warfare too. Like I was so excited for that game because I was a huge fan of Four. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that game just made no sense to me. Like the story was absolutely ludicrous. Totally. The the multiplayer just had too much going on. They they just were trying to like push everything to the extreme, and it just made it no fun because I just was getting like kind of rolled every every three seconds. So like, um, and the same I could say about Black Ops. Like I have not played. I played that for about two hours online. I finished the story. That was it. And then I haven't touched it since. And um, with exception to testing the Wii, <laughs> but uh, the, the Wii too. But um, you know, I, I'm intrigued by what I, what we saw today, like all the the reveal stuff of, about the story. But uh, if they p- tell it in a similar fashion, where it's just like total chaos at all times, like I I I can't deal with that because like Call of Duty Four for me, like it had that nice kind of ebb and flow. Like it was like crazy action set pieces, but then it kind of had like kind of stealthier missions, and like there wasn't just constant you know explosions and popping in and out yep. of stuff. So, uh, but Battlefield Three though, I'm, that's probably the the top of the list for me. Uh, Greg, you have new story details on Batman Arkham City. I do, Damon. Uh, Batman Arkham City issue one of five came out this week. Came out in comic book stores and on the digital front, which is nice. The, DC the, Comics the very preferred slow. comic book reading method of, of Greg Miller. The only comic book reading, except for Superboy. I'll so still you didn't buy, take I part... will still buy Superboy in print, but other than that, DC Comics, get your shit together. Image has got it down. Invincible, Walking Dead, day and date, buy them right away. They get my money. DC Comics gets nothing. Did you participate in Free Comic Book Day? I downloaded the free comic books. Oh my god, I forgot to bring it up too. Damn it. I there hold on to your what's head. Happening? Hold on to your Damon, chair. What's going hold on to your chair. I don't know, I'm scared. One of the free comic book days was from Discovery and it was like top ten best sharks. What? <laughs> I downloaded, I downloaded how, is comic a, how is that a comic book? I don't know how isn't it a comic book. Do you have, do you have comicsology on there? Uh no. Oh damn you, god. What what comics do you read? Oh, I read X Men. <laughs> Top I read the Punisher. I read top ten shots. I think it's the one shot. I think it's the one shot. You're gonna be okay. We, what, we, what was in it? I He's, didn't look at it yet. I oh. want to open it with Geddes. Oh. I know he's a big shark guy. Uh, no, I'm I, the shark guy. Yeah. What are you talking about? Sharks are dumb. Is there an octopus one? You don't even. You don't even know me. I don't. No. Jesus. This argument's always been dumb. Damon's the one who's wrong about sharks being cool. Okay. I'm the one about who knows that octopuses could kick their asses. Okay. Anyways, Batman anyway. Arkham City. Uh, is filling in the gap. Do sharks have suction cups? Batman no. Arkham Asylum. And it's Do octopus have Batman teeth? Yes. City. No, they and don't. So, like, you know, they since have I've seen Batman Arkham City, I've been wondering, like, you know, why is Arkham Asylum now in Gotham, is right? Greg still this is one of the big questions. I think so. And this comic introduces how that happens of, like, how uh, Sharp kind of. Go- now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I want. It, it had been a while since Guinness was on a podcast. So, when Scott Lowe was talking about the Radeon cards and all that stuff. I held my breath. No, you yawned for real. Oh, and yeah. I I, I, I turned trying to figure out if it was a joke yawn or a real yawn. <laughs> Sorry. 
I, I didn't even notice. It was the part with all the numbers. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it wasn't a crappy comic book tie into a video game, which is always good. It's written okay. by Paul Dini, who is the guy who's you know been behind some of the best Batman stories and the animated series and a lot of great episodes. You don't episodes. have to tell me. Great. Sorry. Okay. I apologize. No, no, you have to tell me. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, basically that uh, the Titan serum that you know gave Joker the abilities, mm-hmm. that's kill- he is dying. He is at the beginning of his comic. He's spoilers. dying. Everybody thinks he's dying. Oh, yeah, this is all spoiler lidden, by the way. Uh, it looks like Hugo Strange is in the Warden Sharp, now Mayor Sharp's ear, telling him how to do everything. But he's also playing the other side, Mr. Strange, and had some villains come in to wreck the City Hall opening. And when they do this, they blow up. They kill, like, I think 300 people, 500 people. I forget what I wrote in the article. That's a lot of people. And uh, that gives Warden Sh- or Mayor Sharp now the ability to say, it's martial law. I'm closing down that section of the city and putting up Arkham City there. So that's why everything's happening in this game. So this is a five-issue five yeah. series leading up to the launch of Batman Arkham City. Correct. Is Digital? it m- monthly? I believe so. Okay. Is Wait. it digital? I'm hoping that – well, this first issue was. I'm hoping the rest are as well. Yeah. It's all part of your campaign to spam the DC Twitter yep. account. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I'll tell you right now. If you're with me on this, tweet at DC Nation. I believe it's DC underscore Nation. I can't be sure any of that. DC Nation. And tell them that Game Over Greggy and the rest of you want digital comics. And then if you're the one guy who tweeted at me yesterday, no, support your local comic book shop. Fuck you, dude. No. <laughs> I was never giving my local comic book shop money because I had stopped collecting because I didn't want a whole bunch of comics. This is now is that really what, D- money. what DC's uh, holdup is for not doing this, for not going digital? Because oh, I, I would think it would save them a ton of money to go digital and on production costs. I mean, it's one of those or questions. Is it piracy? Well, that, it's probably all of that, right? Like, you know how much we have to deal with companies and how much of a PR answer they give you on stuff. Sure. I think part of their answer right now is, yeah, we don't want to, you know, screw over our loyal comic book retailers. And I think part of it is we don't want everything getting pirated and a screen cap of every page going up and doing this and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And as from what I can tell, like, that's unavoidable. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a single yeah. way you could, for, like, kind of avoid. Like, I mean, it's, it's like the music industry trying to avoid yeah. empathy sharing. It's and even just... that's, like, a little easier because, like, the DRMs actually exist for that. But, like, image, <clears> like, I don't understand how they could ever... And, but I mean, it, from the dawn of scanners, though, there's been places yeah, if you wanted yeah. to get a comic book to free, you can yeah. get a comic book for free. It's just, it's a stupid slow move not to get on it. And I'm glad to see Image is doing it. And I wish DC and Marvel would be better about it, even though they both have programs and apps and things to but get But all their comics. comics are like three years old. Or like, or They're catching up. Yeah. They started off very, very far behind. But like, the Flash Monthly is now almost caught up to Flashpoint and stuff mm. like that. Like, they're, they're, they make an effort, but like, you can't get every Superman book on there. Sometimes they just put stuff up for sales. It's, they need to get it together. Because that's the future, Damon. The digitals. You want you like having all your your games and whatnots in your pocket. I just want my comics yep. in my pocket. Yeah. You you can read them on your phone too. Yes, but I don't I don't do that. No. I want I, I like the whole problem yeah. with the no, iPad, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, okay. You need to have laser eyes to see comics totally. on that small of a screen. I know. Okay, it's DC underscore Nation. I was correct. Okay. Uh, we were talking about shooters we're playing. We're going to be playing later on this fall. Modern Warfare 3, Battlefield 3, Gears 3. A couple shooters we will not be playing are Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Yeah. Delayed till 2012. Man, that game. What a... We haven't seen it since E3 last year, right? Yep. June 2010 was the last preview we did. Yeah, that was E3. And everybody's predicting, from what I hear, this is going to be like the, the uh, Splinter Cell, right? Yeah, they've got to they gotta be totally redoing it, right? I mean, makes sense, otherwise, yeah. why? I mean, I went back and looked at the video that we that we put up uh, the, from their E3. Pre- <laughs> not that one. Although, actually, I should go back and watch that one. And I think that I wonder if what they what they found was that people didn't like the fact that you could become invisible, essentially. Because, like, what's the point? 
Like, if you can be invisible on the battlefield, doesn't that kind of... crisis. Yeah, I like doing it in crisis, like it in but crisis. It's, it's, maybe it's, it's timed. How, maybe it's, it's like, how it was implemented that it just kind of made it look awesome. like, well, what's, why bother? Because that's never... Ghost Recon was kind of always about infiltration and trying to, like, get around people and plan your squad movements, and there's kind of less of that, and you can do this invisibility cloaking. I don't know. I went back and looked at it, and I was like, I don't really... That doesn't look really interesting to me. I don't really want to do that. Okay. Well, well get it's not a fan of invisibility. And I love Ghost Recon, you know? Yeah, I, I liked. I, I played Grot too. I, I love that game. Uh, well, we have a Ghost or a Future Soldier scheduled for the live show, and we're going to be seeing that E3. So, but if it's all invisible, we won't be able to see it. Well, that's true. But yeah, well, what if they don't show up to their appointment and they're like, <laughs> "We did show up." <laughs> uh, I'm interested in this new Aliens game that was announced. Uh, Sega uh, has uh, gotten developer Creative Assembly working on this new Aliens game. Creative Assembly makes the Total War games on PC. How many yeah, are they Alien gonna, games let's have keep, announced let's now keep that they've the not Alien put games. out? Yeah. Great idea. Is this three? Well, there's, Aliens, uh, there's Colonial Marines. Marines. Then there's the the uh, Gearbox game. That's not Colonial Marines? Is it not? I don't remember. Yeah, I am confused about that. And then there's <laughs> this one. There's this one. I, I think this is three now. I don't know. I, I, I really like... Uh, strategy games, RTS games, but the Total War games are only PC games, so I don't, I don't get much of a chance to play them. That's a good call. So if they're making uh, an RTS R- Aliens game, that could be super cool for consoles. I don't know. I guess RTS for consoles. I don't. We don't. We don't. It'll, it'll that's moves. not confirmed, but that's what Creative Assembly is known for making is RTS. Mm. Games, so I don't know. We'll see. What they need to do, Damon, is remake the greatest Alien game of all time, Aliens Three on Game Gear. Now that was a game. Why do people want to play an alien, a strategy game based in the Aliens universe? Because I, I did not say I did. I think only Damon said that. I mean, well, I'm, thinking, that I'm thinking of the movie Aliens. Sure. When there's swarms of aliens. Yeah. And so, like, from a top-down view, when you've got aliens running around the battlefield and you're trying to, no, this you can't see this as a game. No, because to me, the the whole the cool thing about that that universe is that it's like it's almost like horror. It's like close, in they're close. Com- they're, it's their dead scary. Space. Yeah, more totally. It's more that, that was a like the first vibe. Alien movie, and then Aliens is like an an action movie. It is, but it's not about like vehicles or large groups of people. They have or awesome resources. vehicles in that movie. The Marines do, but yeah. the aliens don't. What about that big yellow thing Sigourney Weaver wears at the end? Right, <laughs> the, the mech, the mech, mech, mech thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I had that toy. Yeah, that was a toy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. They okay. need to make Alien vs. Predator or something. That's that's what I want. They've already made those games. <laughs> well, they need to make it better. Yeah. A real-time strategy of that, huh? It, it sounds like it'd be destined to be like a StarCraft knockoff. Mm. Kind of. Sort of. Who would yeah. want that on consoles? <laughs> <laughs> Should be an iPhone game. <laughs> uh, Geddes, what is Code Foo? Okay, so CodeFoo is something that um, we're doing to maybe bring in some possible engineers to IGN. So it's a... it's called actually called Code Foo Academy, and that's code and then F O O. I guess that's Foo is like a like a programming jargon. I don't really know what it means. Of course, but uh, everybody so, knows Foo. So basically, um, this is it's a, a program that we're starting where people who are coders, programmers, or maybe even they're interested in coding but they've never done a lot of it and they're kind of interested in doing it can sign up on IGN to like. Basically, I guess there's like a little test you take or whatever, and if uh, you pass it or if they like your application or whatever, you can actually become somebody who's like interning at IGN, doing programming work, um, helping build build stuff, and then you could actually get an internship if they like it or whatever. So 
I don't know a ton about it, but I wanted to share it. There's a, there's a website you can go to to check it out. It's bitly.com slash codefoo, C-O-D-E-F-O-O. So B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash codefoo. And you can find out more about it there. And you don't have to be local either. It's for people all over. What about from other planets? Uh, I don't know, Greg. Sure, why not? Yeah, so <laughs> why not, let's uh, do it. We're not xenophobic here at IGN. No. We're totally open to hiring programmers from other planets. If you can code and you're an alien... I mean, I don't see anything wrong with letting aliens into the infrastructure of our information system and putting <laughs> their own code in there. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, <laughs> taken by IGN. <laughs> uh, usually, uh, we like to give away a code or two for some downloadable games on uh, GameScoop. But this week, we've got 15 codes to give away. OMG. So now, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to read out 15 <laughs> XBLA codes. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, this is for a, a game called Outland, which came out a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, great game. Yeah, really great game. Uh, Colin Moriarty gave it a 9.0 on IGN. This is a 2D platformer with sort of an Ikaruga mechanic where you're constantly switching colors, uh, running through a jungle. Switching colors to a... You're, you're always able to harm enemies of the opposite color, that sort of thing. Uh, so I have 15 codes for this uh, little beauty to give away. So if you want one, email me at gamescoop at IGN.com. Put Outland in the subject line. That's one word. And... Uh, if they put it as two words, you just going to delete it? Yes. Okay, good. I just want to make sure the rules are clear. Uh, and the, I'll, I'll randomly select 15 people uh, to respond to. I'll just, I'll just reply with the code in your email. What's the matter? What if they put 8 equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, capital D? The big smile. Uh, big okay. smile. Okay. That works can I give away a code? Yeah, you can. I forgot that I had a Gears of War beta code. Okay. That I forgot that I had left to give away. It's almost I over. One too. Yeah. The beta is almost over, so I apologize. You probably only have a couple of days oh, because I, I think it ends on Sunday. Um, but I'm going to give away an Xbox Live uh, Gears of War 3 beta code. 77R3XM93GM9QGKHXM36Y. M F X X Z, grab it. I and can't then, find uh, mine. Sorry, but uh, I'll post it on Twitter or something. Oh, you have a code too? Or something? Yeah. Okay, now we are joined by Hillary Goldstein, editor in chief of IGN, as we welcome very special guest Aaron Staten from L.A. Noir and Mad Men. Aaron is the actor who plays uh, lead character Detective Cole in L.A. Noir. Aaron, thanks a lot for joining us today. Start off with an easy question. Do you play games yourself? I've got in my, in my garage, I've got this, uh, a projector and the, the sports games uh, are pretty fun. Nice. When everybody can sort of, you know, look on the, a, a big screen. And... Now, are you thinking about having like a viewing party when L.A. Noir comes out and have all your friends come to that room and uh, just watch you act on the screen? You know, first, I don't know how many people would be up for a 40-hour <laughs> Hillary, you've, you've beaten the game. Yeah. All right. How, how does Aaron do? He does very well. Yeah? Very well. You've beaten it? I, I have beaten it. I'm, I'm skilled. <laughs> skilled. I've, ma- I've made it through. I've seen your story arc. Uh, I, I think it's cool uh, in one respect because I think normally, like, we see a Rockstar game and, like, the comments are always like, oh, man, the voice acting is so good. But it's not voice acting like it's a uh, performance and i yeah. think this is like the first video game where you can actually say all the performances are good i have to say you've played about 30 hours and 45 you know 30 39 hours and 45 minutes more than i have <laughs> uh, can you talk a little bit about the motion scanning process what that what filming that was like yeah i mean let's see 
took the, the bulk of it was over about three and a half months, and then there was another like you know six months uh, uh, beyond that where we would have pickups um, that would last you know a week or two weeks or a day, um, and uh, you know just sort of um, those, those those pickups were um, you know just as, as 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 the project was becoming more and more polished and refined, uh, it just became apparent that there needed to be more of a reservoir of you know reactions and responses and you know to various things like you know um, fire and <laughs> you know just in general things that were a little more specific than. Um, about the technical stuff of the performance but earlier you were talking you know that there were basically infinite possibilities since the you know the player is changing so much on their own or going with it how did you approach that for an actor because you know there's so many different ways can go cole can go because in my game i mean you're a complete ass because you, know, you never <laughs> you never talk about your wife and then you're you got these sexually assault victims you're accusing them of lying and then it turns out you have nothing to back this up <laughs> right right no no you're, you're absolutely right i mean as an actor you know typically you approach a role or a project and knowing very firmly what happens at the beginning, the middle, and the end, and you sort of structure you, you, you know, the, your ideas about who this person is, and you, you play each moment according to you know, those, those decisions 
that you've made. Um, and with something like this, and uh, you know, it, it, that sort of goes out the window because, you know, granted, you know, the, I would have ideas sort of like the main through line. There, you know, there's a beginning, middle, and end to this story. But how you get there and how the character um, changes is absolutely up to the player. So sort of like moment by moment, um, you sort of just uh, have to accept uh, a new reality as an actor, play it um, honestly, no matter how sort of um, bizarre or like <laughs> out of nowhere it may seem um, in a linear sort of way. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's uh, because it's up to the player. It's just my job to sort of play uh, a moment um, as honestly as I could and, and is rooted in um, – and uh, the, the 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 character uh, as I could, and you know, nothing. I mean, like, it's not like all of a sudden Cole Phelps can fly. <laughs> Wait, he can't. Damn, I haven't finished the game yet. But that's that's the twist I've been hoping for. Spoilers. <laughs> DLC I mean, Rockstar. I haven't seen all the cheat codes, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're talking about the different, like, interrogation uh, tactics and things. So, uh, you know, some of them are definitely, you know, maybe maybe harsher or uh, more extreme or, or, or less so in a various uh, scenario or, or dialogue than maybe um, I would have figured would be the case if I were approaching this from, you know, uh, if it, like I said, if it were a movie or something. But that's, that's, that's me, and I'm one... Uh, I'm one audience member, or I would be one player. Uh, so I, you know, it's, it was it's sort of the, up to the actors to, um, you know, like I said, just play each branch um, as as uh, honestly um, and as as the other as the others, and um, to allow for all those uh, the the various possibilities story wise. But, you know, it's a different. It's it definitely, like I said, it's a very different um, process than coming in. You know, it's 2,200-page script, whereas you know, a, a full-length film um, is. I mean, on the long side, it's going to be uh, 120 pages. You know, that that you know, you're going to get a. Uh, the movie's going to be, if you figure it's a minute a page, you know, mm. um, uh, and and generally probably a little longer in a movie. So uh, you know, 120 pages would be definitely. Is it refreshing to uh, see the script and say, thank God I'm not playing Ken Cosgrove again, like something completely different? Well, I mean, I can say for all actors, let's start, you know, I, I, well, A, um, I go to, back to work playing Ken Cosgrove soon, and I really, I, I can't wait. It's a it's a dream job. I hope to be on Mad Men and playing that role is, is until, uh, you know, <laughs> I like to I say variety is the spice of life. That's kind oh, of my, my way of, my way of putting that. Yeah, that's a good did you, phrase. Did you just come up with that? Yeah, that's just kind of what I usually say. Greg, you, you, you had a comment, good. Greg? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know John Hamm, right? 
<laughs> I do know John Hamm. Next time I, uh, you see John Hamm, John Hamm and I went, went to the same college, not together, mind you, with the University of Missouri. Next time you see him, I want you to go M-I-Z, and he should go Z-O-U. And if he doesn't, then he's a liar, because he does it in the commercial. He better do it in real life. I, I have no doubt that he would. I know he has, uh, he's a man with school pride, so I will, uh, I'll, I, I will test him when I see him. That's what I want to hear. Good job. Greg, yeah. you and John would be friends, I think. We'd be great friends, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet you would. I just, you know, just start out with a series of those tests. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's how friendships are made. We just yell things at other people and see if they respond back appropriately. Aaron, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. I think everyone's really excited about LA Noir. It's a very different type of game, and uh, uh, yeah, cool, man. My pleasure. I'm, uh, thank you guys for uh, being able to to talk uh, at, at this point and um, in the morning. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing the game too. I'm I'm, uh, I, I'm very impressed that you've already beaten it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they that's what they pay me for. Hillary's a professional. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's that's uh, that's like I said, that's quite a gig. That's not a bad gig. Neither is being uh, on Mad Men, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not bad either. That's okay. I would say that uh, our, our our room where we're recording right now is actually right next to a conference room that we call Sterling Cooper, and that's actually the drinking lounge in yes. our office. So. That's where all the booze is. Appropriately named. Yes, that's great. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I really appreciate it, and you guys have a great uh, weekend. Yeah, I mean, take care. All right, take care. Okay, keeping the interviews rolling right along, now Greg Miller... Colin Moriarty and IGN video team member Caleb Lawson will sit down and interview Aram Jabari from Atlas about the upcoming kissy-kissy, sexy-sexy time game, Catherine. Greg was a little confused at the beginning of the interview. He thought it was being interviewed for Podcast Beyond, so bear with him. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? This is uh, not the beginning of the show, so I don't know why I started like the beginning of the show. This is a segment we've inserted into Podcast Beyond. I'm still Greg Miller. I'm still with He Only Does Everything, Colin Moriarty. Yeah. I've been joined by video producer extraordinaire, planner dude from IGN, Caleb Lawson. Yep. And a big special guest, Atlas PR manager, Aram Jabari. Not to be confused with Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Similar sounding last names. Yes, yeah, so it's easy to get confused. How are you, Aram? I'm great, man. You you stared me down just now when you interviewed me. I don't, I, I'm, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm intense when I podcast. You are very intense. This is like... Don't get me wrong. I should be fired for many reasons at IGN, but my podcast presence is what keeps me around. <laughs> that Dead Space review? Come on. <laughs> I thought that Dead Space review ah, was fine. Nah, nah, nah. You look scary there, Greg, sitting behind that control desk. Yeah? You've, yeah, this is your first podcast, right? Yeah. You never. And this is Aram's the, first IGN it, The podcast. lighting is what it is, because the lighting's coming up from the, the laptop yeah. screen. It's, it's, like under it's all being reflected it's, it's on your face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have bad lighting in the podcast room, apparently, <laughs> but it's very much nicer than the last one. Um, Aram, why are you here? Uh, I, you know, I really don't know. Actually, I'm here to talk about Catherine, our Catherine. upcoming action adventure puzzle game for 360 and PS3, coming out July 26th. A romantic comedy, I believe. A romantic horror. Uh, horror. More, more apt. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> give, give the give the listeners here a rundown. What, uh, what's Catherine all about? I, I shall. I go into spiel mode. So yep. Catherine is a game that it's tough to put it into one genre. It's um, we call it action adventure puzzle because there's gameplay elements that are that are strictly puzzle based. You're um, a, climbing up this tower of blocks that represents the nightmare of the protagonist, the main character, and you're being chased by, at times, by demons. The ground is falling away from beneath you. It's trying to recreate the, the the terror that he's facing in his personal life as the story progresses. And then there's also these adventure sequences where you're interacting with NPCs and you're progressing the story and uh, cutscenes that take place both in-engine with this really nice cell-shaded cell graphics engine and also 
um, animes done by Studio 4 Degrees Celsius. But basically, you're Vincent, 32-year-old guy. He's um, kind of a slacker. He works with computers. Uh, not to mean that com- people who work with computers aren't necessarily slackers. Just but this one th- guy. Those two things, I'm just <laughs> listing them in order. Um, and uh, he, all, he happens to be with a, a girl named Catherine, spelled with a K for five years. That's his girlfriend. And she's starting to talk about settling down and you know, tying him down and commitment and things like that, kids. And he's, he doesn't want to complicate his life. He's, he's do- hasn't figured himself out yet. He's, he needs more time. And, but he happens to go out with his friends for a night of drinks at the bar Stray Sheep, where they all go to eat and, and drink. And uh, he meets this girl, Catherine, spelled with a C, who is his type. I mean, Blonde she's, beauty. She's, yeah, he's, she's like the girl of his dreams. And um, he wakes up the next morning and he's lying next to her. And he does yeah! He doesn't know what happened for sure, but what he does know is that he's in deep crap, and uh, he, all of a sudden things get more complicated in his life with Catherine, his girlfriend, and this Catherine is sending him, the, the one he just met, these texts that, I mean, like, if, you, if you open your cell phone, in the game you have a cell phone that lets you get messages and send them back and forth, you, if you get a text from Catherine with a C that's... Uh, Inappropriate. Yeah, he'll actually quickly put the phone away in the, in front of his friends, and you go to the bathroom in the back of the bar, and you take it out sitting on the john, and you actually look at you know these. She'll send you texts that are, you know, picture messages. Yeah, that's um, that's yeah. It's incentive enough to buy the game. Right? I'm totally buying this game. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Caleb. Great. Is a ROM full of shit? You played the <laughs> Japanese version. You've been you you are a crazy he, importer. He exporter. doesn't speak Japanese though. Well, this is funny. He just he just described the the whole story and the whole plot, right? Yeah. So, I don't speak Japanese. Uh, talk to you about the gameplay. Yeah, talk to me about the gameplay. You know, you, what made you want to import this game? Um, well, I mean, when we first saw trailers, it looked like a cool, wacky Japanese game, and I was like, you know, what is this? Yeah. But also, you know, we knew who made it. We know, I mean, it's the Persona team, right? Right. Right. Who uh, who made it? And so there was some definite pedigree there, and it looked cool. So I uh, figured we'd check it out. And um, how do you? How have you been enjoying it? Well, I played up through the sixth night. In the game, on the Japanese version. How many, game, um, how many nights are in the game? Uh, there's seven nights. Well, and, and then the, the nights are broken into multiple levels. Um, and in between, there's opportunities to save, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on with uh, other men in the game that are kind of going through this nightmare thing that you are. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's, it's broken into lots of chunks. Gotcha. Yeah. So I met up through the sixth night and gave up because it was impossibly difficult. <laughs> and I, I think this is a shared sentiment, right? This is something that I wouldn't necessarily be... No one should make fun of me for being a noob for saying this, right? The game was difficult. They could if they were jerks. Um, uh, no, I, it, you're absolutely right. It was actually, and it's kind of an unprecedented turn that the, ja- uh, the Japanese gaming community, when the game came out earlier this year, was um, adamant that it was just too hard, and it was very frustratingly hard. And so uh, the developers went to work right away on a, on a patch in Japan. What we're really excited to report is that in addition to all of the things that they patched in in the Japanese um, update, there's actually improvements that are being made to the North American release that couldn't be incorporated into a patch. So okay. we will get... Um, um, there are actually a lot of very specific po- parts of specific levels that um, the fans would talk about in Japan that's being too hard and kind of breaking points or st- st- stress points in levels. I guarantee you that's and, what I hit. Right, right. And exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and there, at some point, uh, people were complaining, too, that you'd run out of retries and you'd have to go through all the cutscenes to win. Yep. To, you know, there's, there's kind of these instant retries that you have a certain number of and then you'd run out of them. And it was frustrating for people. It took time. So we're excited to say that um, there's a very easy difficulty mode now that makes it pretty much a breeze for just about anyone. I mean, unless you're just waking up from a 15-year coma, you probably won't have any trouble getting through the very easy difficulty setting. But don't pick that difficulty setting because back on my point, the gameplay is awesome. It's right. so much fun. It's, it's safe to say if you 
absolutely loathe puzzle games, um, Catherine will be an acquired taste for you. And, you know, I, I would implore anyone to give it a chance just based on the, the art style and the, the presentation, the story alone. But the, if you are even slightly receptive to the idea of a puzzle, when you play Catherine, you, um, I think you'll find it to be one of the most addicting and novel puzzle games to come out in a very long time. And really fast-paced and adrenaline-packed, too. Right. It I mean, re- like, yeah, it recreates Vincent's terror, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it really is an action game in a puzzle game. I mean, the puzzles sort of play out, you know, you're, you're playing a character in the third person running around on this grid, so there are those action elements. And you're moving, to simplify for people who can't picture it while yeah, audio so, is so, happening. Yeah, so what you're doing, what the bulk <laughs> of the game is... There's a grid is, and it's third person, <laughs> so okay. You play as Vincent, you're climbing this tower of blocks in his nightmare, and mm-hmm. in order to progress up the tower, you have to pull out the blocks to step on top of them to climb the next level. Right. Um, sounds easy in concept, but it gets... And yeah, it gets very difficult. Well, there's a there's a very set number of rules. I think unlike a lot of puzzle games, there are a number of very specific rules that the, everything adheres to. Uh, for example, when you pull a block out over over nothing, as long as it's touching another block on one edge, it'll actually stay suspended. Um, and there are rules as you can actually grab onto ledges and swing around. But when you combine all these things together as to what Vincent can do with the blocks and how they can be moved and how they fall eventually, if you you know push them maybe two spaces out, um, you you get to point where you just add one column of blocks to what was already maybe a tower of, of two two columns wide or two yeah two columns wide of blocks and everything changes what you can do changes how you need to um, uh, move blocks around to advance and there's different ways to solve situations you could you know I, we were just doing it earlier we were actually playing at Caleb and I and um, you know I had this approach where I was pulling out three blocks at the base two blocks at the next level one block out and making kind of a, a half pyramid to uh-huh. get up to the next point in which it was kind of easier to move around and he was doing this thing where he was was pulling out one pulling out the one uh, um, on top kind of he had a, a more of a vertical stack of blocks and then dropping down a ledge pulling out the one beneath it dropping down a ledge pulling out the one beneath it and making more of a, a hollow staircase to go but I mean it's some different approaches take time this is all incredibly abstract and everyone who's listening to the podcast is going to hate me for just trying to explain something that would have been much better accompanied with a visual. But when you, the point is when you play the game, you realize it's incredibly deep. Colin, what the hell are they talking about? Well, so <laughs> Aram used the word novel, which is really what I think the game is because, you know, we, you know, and I've certainly leveled the criticism myself that I think games are getting stagnant and I think the Japanese gaming industry is definitely getting stagnant and it's really awesome to see a Japanese game that is completely and utterly different than anything we've ever seen before and I think that in itself is totally exciting and awesome to see Atlas bring it to the States yeah definitely and and, and you know Aram you know described the game to me as Heavy Rain meets Cuber right I mean that, that's that's, fair. <laughs> and that's, that's that's a great description and I that's, I mean that's thing. that's that is you know after seeing the game for you know 45 minutes or whatever we, we just played it and, and looked at it and having seen videos and read a bit about it it's totally fair I mean, it's 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 compelling in terms of story, and I'm really excited to to explore that aspect, and then really excited to kind of test my metal on the puzzle aspects of the game, especially because I'm not a strong puzzle gamer at all. So, it's really I think it's really refreshing. Like there are so many contrived games. We talk about bro shooters, and and everyone complains about Call of Duty and all that, but like Resistance. this is no, they don't complain about Resistance. <laughs> uh, no one complains about Resistance. But uh, so it's exciting that there's just something different that we can really look forward to. That you, that is. So different that it's hard to even categorize it. You're calling you call it three different genres: action, adventure, puzzle. You know, it's like that's 
that in itself is 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 nebulous enough to show you that the game is hard to describe, and thus yeah. unlike anything you've ever played before. And I think that's exciting. If you guys want to see it, see what we're talking about. Uh, Ryan Clements and I actually put together a video preview a couple months ago with the import version, and that's live on IGN as well. And, and before any fans um, come outside my apartment window and and threatening to you know heavy rain fans and, and they play <laughs> Catherine and they say, oh, it's not like heavy rain. I, I what, what, when I make that comparison, it is it is a mature story that deals with mature themes, and you experience it over the course. Uh, I mean, there's character progression there's there's decisions that you have to make that will affect one of multiple endings but yeah the experience of playing the game is is a little different um i I do think any if you like puzzle games and you've loved heavy rain you'll actually really get a a kick out of Catherine because it deals with themes that no other game will dare to touch it's about infidelity man yeah faith i mean there it's it's very even if you're someone who would uh who and and I, i think most people we can hope are committed in relationships and they don't think about making the mistakes Vincent does and even in the game he just got too drunk and he's just kind of put himself in a stupid situation I mean it's relatable it's the characters are relatable it's the, the things he has to deal with his girlfriend wants to have a baby and I mean he, he he's just not ready for it. he's not really mature enough he knows it too right. um, and and you kind of fall in love with um, the, the watching the characters squirm as they go through these disastrous personal situations now here's my thing Aram Jafar uh, I'll just call you Jafar from now uh, racist. No, it's not at all because of your ethnicity. <laughs> it's just your last name sounds Aladdin, like Jafar. Yeah, yeah well, I am Middle Eastern. I am Middle Eastern. I start thinking, are, are you? I am Middle Eastern. Well, I'm, I'm ambiguous. Well, then it is racist. I'm stop, for people, I will stop for saying people it who now. can't see now me, I'm going to call you I've been described Chuck. as ambiguously ethnic. All right, Chuck's okay. No, I'm not going to do I'll call you Rome. How about that? All right, that's cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> I saw the Ryan Clements video preview. I was impressed. And then I saw all the goodies in the uh, deluxe edition. You want to run, run me through that real quick? Oh, through. yeah. Awesome. Cool. You set it up. Uh, so we have the... Well, I'm just... Uh, this is all I want. Once you say what, what I'm paying for, then you stop. So go. <laughs> I'm paying... I'm going to buy the deluxe edition, which includes... It includes... Uh, it is all packaged in a pizza box that's reminiscent of the pizza that's served up in the stray sheep bar they all eat at. It has a replica of Vincent's polka-dotted boxers that he nearly soils over the course of his horrific nightmarish adventure. Um, it has a t-shirt that's actually Vincent's shirt, but Catherine, with a C, wears it in the game. Uh, it's an Empty Hearts t-shirt. It's got four um, kind of Zelda-ish or retro 8-bit hearts, and one and a half of them are filled, and it says Empty underneath. So um, it's it's all things inspired by the game, obviously the game itself. Yeah. And um, we, we packaged it even in something that is... Inspired by the game. How much is it going to set Did us you back? You mentioned the pillowcase. Yeah, the pillowcase. Uh, yes, there's a. I'm so sorry. There's a pillowcase. Wow, he's the Caleb. Caleb, thank you so much. You got your <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, so, so throughout the entire game, Vincent, when he's in his nightmares, he has a pillow clutched under his arm, and he has. Uh, we have a pillowcase. It's a little different than the one in the game. It actually has a really nice picture of Catherine um, on it, so that if you want to fall asleep and drooling on her, you can. Uh, so that's seventy nine ninety nine. There's one thing I'll add. If you pre-order either the Deluxe or the just the regular game, the vanilla game, at a participating retailer, and they'll usually have it clearly marked on their pages on, online or whatever, um, th- there's a soundtrack or sound CD and art book that we're including as well. Um, and it's uh, the page count of the art book is, I think it's in the 30s, 32. Oh, God, I, th- I hope I'm right there. Full color. And uh, the CD is, um, it features remixes of uh, Shoji Meguro's best tracks from the game. So it's it's kind of a really nice bonus. If you get the deluxe edition, you get all that stuff plus that. And if you get the regular game, you just get that uh, with, with the CD, but it's still a nice bonus. All right, now stop pitching your shit. All right. All right. There. Now they know. I, I hawk my wares, man. Jafar, Jafar is done hawking his wares <laughs> on the side of the street. <laughs> Jafar needs glasses. One of the best Family Guy moments of all time. Um, so I, after watching the video preview, I decided this game looks awesome. It's totally up my alley. I'm going to buy this Deluxe Edition once I saw the Deluxe Edition stuff. My question for you, as somebody who's only seen the video preview and the little demo I got there when I got there late, is it 
strictly playing how how is gameplay broken up is it only is the only time i'm in control when i'm either going from my table to look at nudie pictures or when i'm doing the puzzling is there some that's that's what that's the misconnect for or disconnect i should say for me right now and i maybe people listen. no no and, and yes yeah, and so um uh, there's a lot of the narrative is done through cutscenes that are non-interactive. So um, there'll be the anime cutscenes done by Studio Four Degrees Celsius, or there'll be the in-engine ones. Um, there are periods in which you do navigate the area and you do interact with NPCs. Um, those would constitute, I would say, maybe ten to ten to twenty percent of the game. Um, every in between every section of every night, mm-hmm. you're going to have landings in which you're interacting with NPCs. Some of them are they tell you more, kind of like in Metroid when you're scanning screens and stuff. It tells you more of the story that you don't necessarily have to go out of your way to get. Gotcha. Um, there's also tips to learn there. Um, there's decisions, interactions with NPCs both in the bar, both in those landings that um, affect your your kind of your karma, your your law and chaos. There's a meter throughout the game that is the core determinant of the ending you get. There's nice. there's uh, multiple endings. Everything and, about this game I like. So. And and then so I I would say that there's um there's, and then the, the the majority of the interactive gameplay the majority of the interactive is the the puzzle sequences cool. in the tower and um they vary night by night in terms of aesthetic in terms of tower design in terms of maybe what you'll encounter um you know uh, there there's the layouts vary quite a bit. Interesting. You know how many towers are done in total? Uh, how many stages there are in total? Yeah. Uh, I seven, believe seven I, nights. Yeah, I believe it's um, it's it's f- about f- it's between three to four dozen. It's in the flow forties, I think. I think, yeah. And, and I, some of the later ones will take you many, many tries to pass. Yeah, I, and and I I may be off on that, but I I think it's um it's it's thirty plus. We'll say. Okay. Yeah, and they they do they do actually um, some of the nights are much longer than others. Like we we watched night four and um, I think we'll we'll have some videos maybe up later on on uh, iGen.com. Oh, and there's local multiplayer too. Right? Oh, there's exactly right. So when you finish the game, you unlock a competitive and cooperative. Caleb, Caleb, man, you're taking you know it. You're taking it with you. For the people who are listening, Caleb is in the other side of the room, away from Greg and the harsh like white light of the the, the MacBook okay. he's sitting in front. So he's just kind of like softly lit. He just looks like a like a a beacon of of support for me. And Greg, yeah. you just look pissed off at me, man. Uh, well, I, uh, everybody knows. I've talked about you on the show before, and everybody knows we are enemies. You oh, like to give true. my Chicago Bears a lot of shit every chance you get. Yeah, Jay Cutler. Yeah, so Jay Cutler. He worked there we go. out. He worked out for you guys. Something. You know, in the end, didn't he? Yeah, he had a yeah. good. He had a good season. Yeah, he did. So you're, whenever you want to apologize, you're welcome to. Yeah, well, when you guys win the Super Bowl. All right, fine. Um, anyway, so there's competitive and cooperative multiplayer locally uh, for two people. It's it's once you finish the game, and uh, you know, some people some people get miffed by that, but I, I guarantee everyone it's it's one of those things that doesn't detract from the single player game, and it's it's the perfect complement once you finish the game and you've really mastered it. It's that's what it's it's ideal for is two people who know how to play the game because when you're going through these tower stages and you're moving blocks around, you're actually destroying the path beneath yourself. But if you're two people and you're playing co- cooperatively, you actually have to really think out the it's like how portal 2 changes when you're playing cooperatively which i i, I i'm not comparing the games i'm just saying the experience is similar um it, it i play on ps3 ch- i have no idea it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it completely changes everything uh in terms of how the, the puzzle mechanics work cool all right let's get down to the nitty-gritty how are the trophies looking? no that that was gonna be my final question as well we're wrapping up the segment everybody heads up this is the wrap-up signal and I want to know if I play on very easy. Am I not getting some of the trophies? Uh, the, the trophies, um, the, a lot of them are tied to the bosses. Mm. Um, there are some things that you won't be able to get. Um, uh, the, the the majority of the achievement and trophy um, completionists out there, I think they'll get their fill with with completing the bosses. Um, but yeah, I'm some, some of normal. them are more fun than others, and some of them involve doing uh, you know nasty things. 
I mean, not not yeah. now. No, no, no. <laughs> mean, mean things. Um, mean things. I, I'm pretty sure. Like this you, game every I'm, second. I'm pretty sure there's a, like sending a sheep to their death involves uh, involves. No, I feel I feel bad using the word nasty. I mean, the game. If you like nasty, you probably like the game. I'm just, <laughs> if I have trophies in the Japanese version, do I get double trophies? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, oh, you mean do you get another set? You yeah, will yeah, get separate. another set of yeah, trophies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I have the, I have two platinum trophies, one in Mega Drive collection yeah. and one in Sega collection. Right. This. <laughs> Aram, take us out. Give the one more pitch here. Catherine comes out when? Uh, Catherine comes out July 26th for Xbox 360 and PS3 Boo. in a, a regular and a <laughs> Love is Over Deluxe Edition. Available wherever fine video games are sold if they happen to carry some of our games. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for being here and yeah, rolling with the punches there. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate oh, it's it. It's our pleasure. Uh, here's back to regularly scheduled programming. He- heads up, Colin. Mm. I don't know, but I'm making a prediction. I might be hungover. Oh, okay. All right. Thank Fair you enough. for joining us, Caleb. Yeah, you're welcome. Greg. Beyond. Right. Yeah, bye. Uh, well, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Graham Turner did. Graham Turner is a... He's a returning he is. writer. Uh, he, I guess a few months ago now, created some uh, artwork celebrating Greg Miller. Okay. With a little, like, a bio. Some bio did he do something. one for you eventually? He did one for okay, me. Okay, okay, And then, uh, and Geddes was really butthurt about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, of he course. He didn't have one. You know how I get. Yeah, of course. Didn't have one. Uh, he's feeling really like a out. banana. Yeah. But now Graham Turner has come through, and he created one for Ryan Geddes as well. Ooh. It's awesome. Yeah, really cool. So he's got a really great illustration of uh, Ryan Geddes. He's a... Uh, Controlling lava. With Note the awesome you know. octopus. Yeah. yeah, the octopus is on your shoulder. Pretty tiny. Uh, oh, I that's think, a baby. I think octopus. <laughs> oh, clearly a baby. A great white shark could probably swallow that no, one bite. No, a baby great white versus that baby octopus. That baby shark would just be dis- just destroyed. I'm. You you seem to have your your arm is either like really diseased or <laughs> you have he's made from lava. A tattoo. Isn't that, isn't that the same lava? No. This is know. lava down here. I don't know. Let me see. It looks kind of gross. I think I just got some like gangsta ink on my arm there. I think it's kind of grody actually. Grody. <laughs> is it grody? To the max? And I'm also interested in your t-shirt. You're wearing a Bionic Commando t-shirt. This is the famous scene of mm-hmm. uh, the end of Bionic Commando. Isn't this, don't you have this t-shirt? Yes, that's I've, the yeah, thing. This is, I've never once worn I don't, that. I don't this it hasn't been seen on a video or in a <laughs> yep. photo in like 14 I years. Right? That's like a t-shirt I made for myself like 10 years ago. Really? Yeah. That's a good shirt. You should make that again. Yeah. But I, I've never seen Guess wear that. But I don't know where Graham Turner got that. But we love this Shocked. artwork. We love this artwork uh, that you're sending us. Keep it up, Graham Turner. Good job, Graham Turner. Uh, this is Nick Soley. He says, I was wondering if you guys have any opinions on the arcade game From Dust. It looks awesome, but I can't find any news on its release date or, to that matter, anything on it. Have you guys played it? Dude, come on. We've got a bunch of pre- we have two couple previews and videos of it up on IGM. But Come on, dude. Uh, Get it together. Xbox Live Soley. Arcade, PSN game. It's actually really cool. This is the guy that did... Um, out of this world back in the day. And it's sort of a god sim game where you're, you know, you, you have the controlling a, a tribal group uh, on an island, helping them find their way, helping them uh, rebuild their society. But you have the power to manipulate uh, the earth. So you can, like, either you can uh, grab ground from one area and, and put it somewhere else to build mountains. And then by that way, by that means you can diverge rivers and uh, create ponds and gotcha. all that sort of thing. Create bodies of water for them. It's a really cool game. I don't know why it's taking so long because they first showed it and to this us. Is this an XPL game? Yeah, Xbox Live Arcade. The, have you played it? Yeah. How's the interface? Because those games kind of can be annoying on a, on a console. I thought it was okay. You know, you're using the left analog stick to control your cursor. Yeah. It kind of moves around the world and that's how you select, you know, tribal people or, or grab pieces of the land. I think you're just pulling up, you grab one trigger like grabs land, the other trigger lets go. How long ago did they show it? 
I most recently saw it again just after GDC this year. Okay. And it's still, you're right, it still has no release date. I don't know why it's taking so long. They're showing it again at E3. This you think year. they're trying to integrate, connect, and move? Uh, they've never shown us that or said anything about it, so I don't What's know. What's think? Yeah. Didn't say D now. I would hope. I would hope not. That would just make it kind of clunky. The game is really cool. It doesn't need that at okay. all. So. I have to imagine it's like it's pretty close, if not finished, and they're just like looking for the right time to uh, possibly release summer it. of arcade. But Ubisoft. This is a Ubisoft game, and it's possible they've been releasing awesome downloadable stuff recently because they did Outland and they also did Clash of Heroes. Both both those games got 9.0 from IGN. So. Uh, this is Sean Relliford. Sean! Uh, hey, Scoop Crew. I find it interesting that despite the free copies of both the PC and Mac versions of Portal 2 and Steam integration of the PS3 version, the 360 version appears to be outselling the PS3 version by a healthy amount. I'm sure this is largely in part uh, to the PS3 outage. But remember back at E3, Sony took a page from Microsoft's playbook and purchased exclusive content for third-party games. But it seems unlike Microsoft, they haven't reaped any of the, war- of the rewards. seems that Microsoft's deal for Call of Duty was much more important than anything Sony did. What are your thoughts? Well, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> we have attached ourselves to one of the biggest franchises in the world, so, Call of Duty. The, Sorry, Xbox, Portal. the Xbox 360 is a more popular console than the PlayStation 3. And it has an, exclu- an exclusivity deal with the most popular game in the world. So, yes, of course. That's that is a, a better deal. That is a better deal. So, uh, multi-platform games almost always, always, always sell better on the Xbox 360, just because it's a more popular console. A lot of people have PS3 just for the... I have it for my exclusives, for Uncharted yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anybody, uh, we, we no, anything that to add, add to that? This uh, is Ravon. Well, yeah, Ravon James. Low. Shut up, Greg. You shut up. Jeez, come on. I'll, I'll contribute when I'm ready. All right, fine. All right? Yeah. Coax Yeti little tech fetish hole. <laughs> Ravon is a long-time listener. First time writer. Good name. Very good name. It's good. Says, I need some guiding, uh, some guidance. I'm currently a student in New York City studying my first love, psychology. My second love is video games. Is there a way to join these two passions for a career? Video games and psychology. Yeah, there's books and stuff on that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you could be a researcher into yeah, the effects I mean, of the psychological effects of video games on young people or something. Right. Or you could just use your knowledge of psychology to to you know to make games sure. uh, because you kind of know how people think or mm-hmm. what their motivations are. There's, there's a science to play and, and sure. to reward systems. That's all that sort of thing. Or you can go on Fox News and tell everybody how video games lead to violent teens. There you That's go. True. Yeah. That how. Uh, the how violent video games have caused a significant increase in the amount of rapes in this country. It's true. Jesus, it's a fact. This is this, this is something Fox News actually said. <laughs> uh, this is Tim Whaley. Is it too late to get a Nintendo DS? Yep, yes. they're all sold out. Way too late. <laughs> With the 3DS system out, I held off and waited to get one for a few months now. But seeing it and reading reviews, I don't think it's quite worth it. I'm looking for something to game on the go. I don't have to, I don't have the ability to pay for an iPhone, and the PSP that I bought a few years ago turned out to be a complete piece of shit. <laughs> Input. <laughs> Input would be great. I don't know. The DS is an awesome system, and it has an incredible library of amazing games. And if you can get one for cheap now, I'm sure the games are cheap. Like if, you do, if all you want to do is play games on the go. I How much is the DSi now? It's like 150, 160. Is it still that much? I think so. I guess. I guess. So the 3ds is 250. I mean, yeah. was it the cheapest iPod Touch you can get? Is what 129, something like that. So I mean, maybe that because you can get the same games that you can on your iPhone, but you don't have to deal with the the costly uh, mm-hmm. contract and all that. And it's true. You know, all you need is a Wi-Fi connection. Kind of depends on what games he wants to play, what kind of games he he's looking for. That's true. It sounds like he wants more of that bigger games than you know, something more than a 99 cent 
iPhone game. Yeah. Did you play Jeez. Peace Walker? Did you play uh, Valkyria Chronicles? <laughs> I'm not arguing. No, no, no. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying those are great PSP games if you don't want to throw down for another thing. That's true. Overlooked by many. Tied upon three as well, too. But you can't download it, so what the hell? I don't know that you really need a DSi. You just, just get the DS no, Lite. DSi yeah. didn't add anything to it. Just get the I DS made one flipbook that one time, and that was the end of it. How much is a DS Lite now? They hundred bucks. They should be. A Didn't they discontinue those? Are they really? I think they did. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can still find them. Well, yeah, go get, get, get one used. Yeah, go on eBay. No, I'm, I'm sure they're still available retail. But I mean, it's why like you just pick through the trash. Yeah, buy some used stuff. Yeah, why not? You might find an eclair in there. You, you know, you should really get. If I don't know if you ever had. If you never had a Game Boy Advance, get the Game Boy Advance. SP. Find, yeah, get the Game Boy Advance SP. I'm That's sorry. a great system. Yeah, well, can't you play awesome, awesome Game system. Boy Advance games on the original DS? You, yes, you can. So I'm just saying. It's such a cool system. It's such an awesome system. Yes, it is. It was, but he'll be a little bit behind the curve if that's Whatever. what he gets. Extreme Ghostbusters is on the Game Boy Advance <laughs> SP. There you go. Sometimes you just want to, if you just want to play some cool games on the go, you can do that with your Game Boy Advance. You'd be pretty. You'd be a pretty cool hipster if you just played a. a <laughs> no, no. A if you want to be a hipster, SP, yeah. then you have to have a Game Boy Micro. Yeah, I you saw would on the Game Boy. Uh, Micro. There was an old dude, or not an old dude. There was an, a person who used to on the shuttle to work. Not in our. He didn't work with us. But he rode our shuttle back in the days of Brisbane, and he had a micro. I'm like, what the hell are you playing on a micro? <laughs> what about just like a, a bandolier with Game & Watches in it? <laughs> just yeah, pulling one out, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, one final email this week. This Got a is picture. Angelo says, uh, I hate to keep bringing this up, but I found this at the bathroom in the, in the Rio Buffet in Vegas. That's, everything about this sounds gross. <laughs> so this is a bathroom urinal at the Rio Buffet in Vegas. Yeah, Note, cup holder. Note the cup holder awesome. next to the urinal. Oh, yes. No, this is, this is so that, wrong. Because it's, 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 awesome. it's one of the uh, coned urinals, I guess. Not like the, you know, the ones that have the nice flat stain where you could put a beer. Or Are we sure that's not an ashtray? Oh well, it doesn't look like it. Now, why he would? I'm sure he investigated. Okay, he wasn't running in there. I got a poop. Wait a second. <laughs> Snap the photo. Then it's shit been a while pants. since I've been to Vegas. Can you still smoke inside? Yes, yes, okay. everywhere. It's Vegas, come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm 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 gonna just assume it's a cup holder. Yeah, let's go with cup holder. Yeah, Although the, just because it's happening in Las Vegas doesn't mean yeah, it's, it's the right thing not, to do. You don't do. want to base your life on things that happen in Vegas. But it is some interesting evidence to add to the discussion. Well, you're supposed to have a drink in your hand at all times in Vegas. Yeah, and a except when you're in the bathroom. Your yeah, then that's the one moment. <laughs> you know, not in a cab. You can drink in a cab, but you know, you throw it in the cup holder when you're taking a pee. <laughs> Yeah, it's a two-hand job. <laughs> they should have like a plastic cover that you can lift up, put your cup in, and then close the cover over <laughs> That'll it. That'll probably be dirtier than the yeah, actual. Yeah, I'd be worried about the, what's inside. Guys, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you heard this week, a couple weeks ago. Someone wrote in to say that he this is a he's a British guy. He works uh, in the public sector. It's a game scoop story. He works in the public sector in the UK. Married with kids, mm-hmm. but he holds a dark secret. Every time he starts a new job, within the first week at that job. He cracks one off. He masturbates in the bathroom. What? That's his. That's his little tradition that he has. And the has. way he made it sound like is that he comes on the toilet and then just walks away. No. <laughs> this is what this is, yeah. He still yeah. hasn't written in. I'm assuming he gave out enough information think, to be murdered by his wife. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Why? I know, right? What a, what a messed up individual. Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. Speaking of messed up, listen to the latest Naki Boots. Yeah, the latest Naki <laughs> Boots is really good. Uh, okay, that's all the scoops we have for this week. Greg and I are going to go to LA next week, and we're going to see every E3 game, uh, but we won't be able to tell you about them right away. No, but we're going to have some fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. All right. Uh, what are you going to do next week? Just hang out. Yeah. Just bro out with my rest of my bros. 
No, I'll be here holding down the fort. So all the stuff yeah. you see going up on IGN will be – if it's to- terribly, awfully, horribly wrong, um, that was the day I was sick. Yeah. And if it's awesome, that was yeah, that, that was, was me. the day that you were here. I don't know if you want to chime in on that. We just got a text message there from uh, – Gamescoop super fan Devin Sneven. Yes, uh, Devin. Devin just up, texted. Bro? How did he, was he just listening to knocking boots? Yeah, he must have just been knocking. knocking Devin on. just texted us to say, "I was raised Mormon, by the way. Direct any future curiosities my way." We were talking about Mormons. On... Yeah, I remember on knocking boots, we're oh, like, yeah, we need to go around the office and ask, "Are there any Mormons?" Because we had sex questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Scott. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.